everybody. It is 2023 and we are on episode, I don't actually know, so I'm going to say 68, 69. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I was off. <laughs> but anyway, we are back with a new year. We don't necessarily have a topic today, so we'll see where it takes us. But uh, we're going to touch on some new projects, some things we're working on around here. Uh, if people didn't see yesterday we posted mr steve's new orange cruise hatch it's very orange it is very orange but it's a pretty cool orange it's a very cool orange it's it's better than the cobalt orange which has always been one of my least favorite yeah steve upgraded from his camaro ss <laughs> right yeah I got to a cruise <laughs> going fast so. got boring so he he might have went down by a couple of uh Purs, purs, but um, I very much so enjoy the car, though. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, very different being able to drive to work in a quiet, not shaking car. <laughs> it's pretty nice. And, and be able gas to once a week. Yeah. And yeah. be able to drive every by a week, drive by a gas station every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. That too. <laughs> and uh, get stuff in the back seats, which the only people who could fit in the back seat of a Camaro are ones without legs. So, yes, that's handy, too. But uh, yeah, so to catch anybody up who's listening and uh, who hasn't known or kept up on it, the Sonic, while that kept the same LUV LUJ14 through its entire production run, the Cruise in 2016.5, oddly, uh, switched to a 14DI engine, codenamed LE2. So we, Tim's tuned a few. In the past, and we finally got a pair of them here in the shop, and uh, we're rolling on R&D uh, already. So, that's exciting. Redline Stealth, uh, that's waiting on this guy a little bit. <laughs> we, we, we don't have enough time, but it's still it, on know, the list. It's on the list. It's just not, there's a lot of things that are way more important right now. Yeah. Um, Transmounts for F23, you know, that's... That's something that we I've always thought we we should do, but we don't have any F twenty three cars here, and it's not a mainstream swap. You know, it's something that we don't offer, uh, but you know, maybe we can make it happen eventually. Uh, but what are you guys uh, What are you guys looking forward to in twenty three? Parts, cars, things we're working on. I'm still coping with the fact that it's twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It hasn't sunk in yet. Yeah. It's another year. I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> Mess it up, Matt. Um, the the LE2 tunes similar to the LUJ LUV. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a, a big upgrade. Um, it definitely does not seem to have a turbo that's as bad as the old school LUJ LUVs. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm pretty excited to put a realistic size turbo on Steve's car or our shop car, whatever, whichever one, and uh, see how it goes. I'm also really curious to get a back pressure sensor on the uh, stock yeah. turbo. See so yep. where the stock one's at. Um, where does know, this spool at? Um, as soon as it can? Yeah. Instantly. Yeah, I, I honestly haven't had anybody like do a spool test. I could easily do that. I mean, I, I tune probably one a week at least. Oh, wow. new okay. So, I mean, I, I'm tune, I'm tuning plenty of them. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this engine pans out 
Man, Jesse, me. I'm sorry. You were the next guy. Like, <laughs> like seriously, seriously. I was working on the last guy's tune and I didn't quite get it done. And then you were the next email. So I will do that today, actually, as soon as I get out of this podcast. I, I got to get caught up for the weekend because I don't like leave people hanging on the weekends. Uh, Ryan Blaha, the our Kappa Short Shifter kit is actually on the site. So go to Kappa and Transmission and it is the first thing. So there's a new new part you can buy. Yeah. And it's uh almost too short. So that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> like I, I've definitely had a few two to five shifts on the race course with uh with my kappa. <laughs> yeah. I never made any miss shifts the other way. I always like skipped a gear for whatever reason. Mm. Uh Scott, new downpipes are coming for the one fours. We are revising them currently, so don't have a time frame. But we the, are actively working on that yeah. right now. Like it should be pretty soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Slow asks Steve, uh, "What trans is it in your- is an auto?" I was originally trying to find a white manual trans with most of the options, and that was kind of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked for months and months, and I was like, "Just give me a white or a black stick shift hatch with some options." And um, that still was months and months. Yeah. Finally gave up. I stumbled across the orange one and was. I don't know. I just kind of instantly fell in love with the color and it happened to be an auto and, but it was a premiere. So it had like every option that car came with. Yeah. It's, and it's pretty slick on the inside. Yeah. It's like After a I nice car like, drove it. I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need a clutch that I've had to have other toys <laughs> with a clutch. So auto it is for now. And, and the good news <clears throat> is the second gen retains the M32. So uh clutch kits should fit. And, oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Also did not really according that. to the internets. So, but, even in general, not even just a hatch, uh, there's definitely less manuals in the second gen than there was in the first gen. For sure. So, you know, we'll... Maybe we'll, GM finally made a train stronger than it's supposed to be. Maybe. I don't know. I, I One in a thousand chance. I was curious because don't when I saw it was <laughs> the M32, I went and tried to find some cruise manual reviews from when it came out. And Motor Trend did one and Road and Track did one. And... They basically all came to the same conclusion that the auto is better. That the gearing in the second gen cruise was horrible. So, hmm. you know, other than the whole being able to row your own gears, I don't know. But uh, on the LE2, like Al said, it'll be interesting to see where this engine takes us. When we started, like we talked about last time with the, the first gen 1.4s, uh, we never thought they'd make power. <clears throat> And now we're here. We are making six hundred wheel. Yeah. But, when I first looked at the the LE two, I was like, oh well, that's not going <laughs> to be anything close to the Gen one. It's a little aluminum block and main caps, and it's not doesn't look as strong at all. And I think it was Tim pointed out, like, well, it doesn't have to hold six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, most it's of- definitely not going to be as structurally strong as the Gen one, but it it very well be. Could hey, be good I, enough for I, three three fifty somewhere around there. I mean, we'll find out. Yeah, the the aluminum. You know, the LE two comes with its own uh, problems. From what I've seen, you know, we're increasingly aware of the piston issues that some of the early years had. Uh, but GM revised that, so you know, we'll be we'll, we're running on down the line. I've already got coilovers lined up for them. I mean, GM's been dealing with piston issues in multiple platforms for years. Yeah. You know, the 13 ATS. I mean, I don't know if there are any 13 ATSs out there <laughs> on their original engines blown anymore. Up. Um, the 
the, even the 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 LUJLUV early one fours. I mean, those blow up a lot too. I mean, our own you know financing person blew hers up just driving around, like driving it to work every day. So I mean, it, it happens. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I think it's GM just got cheap and you know I don't know made some mistakes on PCV stuff, um, and made some mistakes maybe on piston strength stuff and. You know, and and you know but that's what we're here for you know we'll 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 figure it out you know our tune is probably more conservative than stock i mean i don't want to say conservative but it's uh it definitely fixes broken gm tuning ideas they have um you know and and then that allows us to turn it up and not make it any more risky to hurt the engine you know and then and also like just I mean, I think we're beating a dead horse here, but like, uh, you have to run premium in a boosted car. I don't give a crap what the dealership told you you can yeah. run in them. You have to run premium in these boosted, you know, vehicles. Except for that one low compression engine we tested. <laughs> you can run 87 in that, but you're not going anywhere in a hurry. What was that? I don't remember that. It was in the gray car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did that one-off low compression one for. Because I wanted to see if we could get more timing out of it and gain power, and all it did was lose power. (laughs) Yeah. All it did. You could run it on piss, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you could could pee in the tank, and it wouldn't knock. (laughs) Uh, They were 8.8 to 1 is what they were. That motor was a dog. Yeah, it was bad. I was was tuning uh, Dakota's new uh, Sonic today, and I actually got... Kind of a lot of timing out of that thing, like three or four degrees. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised. Like it, it's a pretty good runner. It, it doesn't. It didn't feel like abnormally fast to me, but the tune went really well, and I was able to get like semi aggressive with it. Nice. So that was kind of nice. Was there any changes? I noticed he's got the uh, facelift Sonic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Were there any changes to the car other than cosmetically, or they did? Besides the it looking better on the outside, everything else is a downgrade. The RS is kind of a sticker package. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's got those baller headlights. And yeah. the in the taillights, I don't know. They're kind of a lateral yeah, move. They're, right. they're different. The but, other stuff's easy to fix. But yeah, the, the RS <laughs> doesn't have like anything f- really fancy. It's still got the seats, I guess, but like the gauge clusters are all the same in the okay. Gen twos. Yeah, and the RSs didn't even get rear discs. The really? Facelifts. Yep. Oh, they stopped doing sad. rear discs in 16 or 17, something like that. The seats are electric. Driver's seat was electric. I was Whoa. like, oh, that's neat. Whoa. Really fancy. <laughs> yeah. That's a big upgrade. I switched from uh, my cruise to our uh, shop cruise earlier today, and I, I keep hitting the dash looking for the button because uh, the shop cruise is at kind of a lower model one. So yeah. It's got like a regular key. Oh, yeah. I had oh, to move yeah. the seat. Alex drove last, so I had to move the seat <laughs> forward a little bit. and. Like where the hell's the button at on the side? <laughs> no, I gotta do it. Nope. Manually. Poverty model, poverty seats. Yeah, it's just pretty cool seeing uh, a lot of people around the shop start kind of gravitating towards this platform. Well, uh, yeah, uh, how many was it you added up the other day? Sixteen between employees <laughs> and ZZP shop cars. We have sixteen one four vehicles here. Wow. Well, fifteen plus Chris yeah. is one eight. That's super- well. Uh, is is Dean's a one four or one eight? Yeah. yeah. It's okay. RS. It's yeah. A one, e- one four or, Eco. No, it's an Eco. Yeah. Dang, yep. that, that's a lot of one fours. Yeah, yeah. You, you can I saw a bunch in the parking lot. I'm like, man, there's like six or seven out there. And then I started counting. I'm like, holy crap, there's 16. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely tell the, the favorite platform vehicle right now. They're a very versatile car. Yeah, I was telling um, you know, 
was, our mechanic Ryan was like, oh, I'm kind of looking at a cobalt and I'm like, ah, you know, I kind of have a little bit of two cents on this if you want. And he's like, yeah, what is it? And I was like, well, if you want to go fast car, like the two liter is the only way to go. Yeah. Two liter cobalt is it, the power is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. However, the car is a little rinky. The door it's panels. Dated. It's, you know, it's I don't mean car. dated. It's just it's um, not very well engineered. No, even when they came out, like they were dated when they were released. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of how it's like the, like the door panels are all floppy. So you can't like use it very easily on a lot of cars that come in. Um, the, the Sonic is a far better chassis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the suspension is an improvement. I think the interior is a pretty big appearance upgrade and structural upgrade oh, for sure. But like, but like I said, I mean, I'm, I, I'm a fan of both because I have multiple of both. Um, <laughs> like not the cobalts are f- way faster. Not that it matters for Ryan, but if you're a larger individual such as I, <laughs> the Sonic, believe it or not, is actually more comfortable to drive. <clears throat> They're more more comfortable seating position. They're more leg room. Oh yeah, for sure. Less back seat room, but But. yeah, very comfortable. Uh, Scott, (laughs) our uh, if you look at our Instagram, we actually have a cutaway head that Al's been working on uh, some different cam timing and uh, all that. And so last year on the drag car, or up until this point, we we were just using a stock head, our stage one cam package, and so now that we have a turbo that's much too large for it and doesn't have any back pressure we're going to do some ported head testing some upgraded cam testing so we're Mm going to keep working on that best 1.4 for max power still the first one yeah so far i mean that we know we know yeah tim do the do the le2s seem to ride the knock limit with timing too or are they a little better they're a little better okay I, I can get a little more aggressive with the turbo. I can get a little more aggressive with the timing and fueling. Um, I'm, pr- I'm definitely very curious to spend some time with Steve's on the on the dyno playing with stuff. Yeah, the the being a turbo or header fold, I would assume has some something to do with it. Obviously, the uh, you know the first gen one four was shifted all the way to one side, so your cylinders one and two had a lot farther to go than mm-hmm. all the rest. So. And we had somebody ask yesterday about one five parts, and the one four, the the DI one four and the one five are the identical engine except for the stroke is different. So some people might be able to use some one five part or one four parts for the one five. Wonder if that crank is interchangeable. <laughs> I hmm. think they all share the same <clears throat> crank, and they just have different. No, that one not makes if they sense. got different strokes. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yes, Tyler. They just put a shorter rod in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Big That's dumb. Some Scott stuff. Big dumb. Uh, I did see a comment that's gone now, um, mentioning the LE2 being DI mm-hmm. and uh, potentially being a hurdle to overcome. Um, we've played with DI stuff since it was brand new. Uh, we've got that pretty well figured out. I'm confident that it's not yeah. going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, super confident it'll be a non-issue if if we need to we'll do a bit bigger cam lobe and uh from some information we've seen the injectors are pretty capable yeah they seem to be reasonably capable so i did get a test engine actually was that yesterday that showed up 
Yeah, what yeah. a deal. Friggin' 400 yeah. <laughs> bucks for a running long block? I don't even know how, like, just stumbled across those $400 for a complete LE2. I'm like, yeah, get that here. Let's get <laughs> yeah. it on a stand. Did we get, is it already here? It's here, yeah. Cool. I'm going to put it on a stand this weekend. And nice. Have it ready to be taken apart. Uh, the old 1.4 is a semi-closed deck, kind of like the Gen 3 Ecotech blocks. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing's iron. It's very strong. Very strong. It's got it's got a lot of beef in the sleeve area, <laughs> which is surprising with how I know tiny it's those pistons are. Grateful and, for it and what yeah. it's allowed us to do, but why why did you do that? <laughs> I'm not getting the Grand Prix again. <laughs> One was enough. Is that our mat? I think I'm, so. I think so. I'm it must guessing. be. Yeah. yeah, judging by the comment, <clears throat> that was. The Grand Prix Club back in the day is like all the, or not the Grand Prix Club, but the, you know what I'm saying, whatever. That was like the thing back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Every like huge, big, tall, giant dude had a Grand Prix. They're comfortable. I can't even touch the pedals with the seat all the way back in one of those cars. Yeah, I I doubt I'd be able to. Full stretch out. I can't even touch the gas pedal. Who is that guy (laughs) with the NA Grand Prix? Um, Scott Wolf or... Whoever the NA Grand Prix GT, like six. The red one? Six, six. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike Wolf. Mike Wolf. Yeah. yeah big, oh, want to race on the back window. Man, that dude was big. <laughs> yeah. The big dudes do have Grand Prix GTs. <laughs> they are comfy cars to drive. But uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So, Roto, you're just going to want to do the email me a file and then purchase HP tuners and two credits. And then we can certainly remote tune you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are what are ZZP some goals? Floor mats. That wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> what about uh, somebody I'd, mentioned that recently? Ooh. I do really love that idea because I love WeatherTech floor mats. Man, mm. I love those things. They're, they're Most people have. buy floor mats anyways. Like, why wouldn't you buy one from hey. your favorite company? Yeah. Trevor. Yeah. Trevor, get busy. You're not <laughs> up here today. Print some. Oh, there we go. Matt asks progress on the all-wheel drive Sonic. It's it's right uh, in line with the stealth heat exchanger. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. question. Weekly. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we have a lot of engineers and still too many engineer projects like and it's, it's you know, realistically it's not a product that we would ever no, sell. No, that's you know, that's a very low on the list thing. It's a we want to do it because it would be cool. Yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we gotta we we really have to spend our time engineering the parts that are gonna sell the most. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. The making the one of the Sonics all wheel drive isn't gonna all of a sudden roll in some insane amounts of cash. So the the R and D kind of needs to be put to things that make sense. Yeah, yeah. We're, and like in, we're pretty well past capacity oh, on most of our manufacturing and engineering side of everything. Like we're just <laughs> we're out of time, out of people. Yeah, at the at this time, I mean, we have uh, Steve's, you know, Steve's new cruise on the lift, and it's just getting the whole gambit, like yeah, downpipe, you know, midpipe, exhaust. back exhaust, like the, we have a spare turbo on the bench that we're, you know, looking at and figuring out what we're gonna do, you know, we're, we're mm-hmm. you know, an intake is mocked up in an R and D process on one of our cars right now, like it's that's definitely the the car that we have to, you know, we're gonna have to make all the motor mounts. You know, the motor mounts, the tranny mounts, like we, we got to get all that stuff 
done and then we can yeah. move on to the next thing. But uh, yeah, that'll be the next car that you see a lot of new products showing up on the website for. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that we've hit the ball running with it. And just like anything around here, when we get excited about making stuff, then that's when it really happens. Yeah. And we're, we're all pretty pumped about these. Did you say hit the ball running? Yeah, he did. <laughs> My brain doesn't work today. I guess anyway. it kind of works, I guess. Go yeah. Is that, not, <laughs> is that not how you say that, Ale? Hit the ground running? No. <laughs> nope. It's definitely hit the ball. Did you, no, did you ever see Myth, <laughs> Myth, 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 <laughs> Mythbusters did the hit the ground running test? No, I'm and not. Every that. way they could think of <clears throat> testing it, it was worse. They tried, like, putting a car on jack stands and revving the shit out of it and <laughs> dropping it on the ground. And they tried r- swinging from a zip line and hitting the ground <laughs> running, and they would just eat their face into the dirt. Yeah, good show. I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, Frank, <clears throat> we really don't know what sort of numbers we should expect. Obviously, the engine makes more power per GM in factory form. And if the tuning is a little bit easier and you, you're able to get a little more timing out of it, then we would assume... You would make more. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, our dyno is broken at the moment. So that is something that we're working on getting back up. I had a couple customers ask me today on our Yeti series. That's waiting on it. We've got, you know, it's we, we need that dyno. And, and then we'll go blow up Steve's car. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know your nice new car that you like? Hey, can we have the keys real quick? Be right back. <laughs> Please. We can blow yeah. up the other one. Yeah, yeah, blow the other one up. Yeah, we'll work <laughs> on that one. I'm I'm a little nervous about it. I mean, it's uh the turbo does not look as restrictive as the uh, Gen One. No, so, it doesn't. So I'm I'm a little nervous about it. It's but it's still quite a, quite small. Yeah, it's tiny. It's still small. It's just not quite as small. Like I don't think we're gonna get the big gains that we did with like the V3. So on the yeah. ones that you've remote tuned so far, how much headroom does it look like the injectors have? Ah, uh, plenty. Like plenty. I've, I've tuned full E85 ones. I mean, it's, oh, okay. but I mean, I, I haven't tuned any with bigger turbos on them. So that's, that needs to happen sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got two under our roof right now. So how do I get a ZZP install in Atlanta, Georgia? Oh, you bring your car to Wyoming, Michigan. Yep. Yeah. So bring it to only us. One location. Yeah, but I don't. I don't foresee us getting a second location anytime soon. Even though there's a lot of us that would love to bounce Move back south. and forth, <laughs> southern state. I would love to like work from Florida for a month or two a year. Oh, that'd from be nice. November to March, <laughs> every year. Yeah, but you guys said it was bad enough being across the street, let alone being eight states away. So I don't know if that would work with just the way we operate. Yeah. You kind of have to have everybody in one place. Yeah, that is that is nice. I mean, how many times are we walking, finding each other in the building and bouncing All ideas off long. each other? That is that is like I, I will say that there are so many customers that want to become employees and they're like, oh, I want to work from my state and be a ZZP employee. And that just doesn't work. No. You know, like our, our latest employee, you know, new employee that will be here in like a month. Um, I mean, he he really wanted to work remotely, and I'm like, man, that's just not going to work. Yeah, that no. just does not work at ZZP. We like, there's have, so like, there's no basic task that we just need accomplished. Like, yes. it's, yeah, it's a unit. Like, we're a family and we're a group, and we run into each other in the hallway and and, and even customer service. It's about whatever something like, that in, <clears throat> in a lot of positions you could do remotely. 
I mean, Ryan and Ashley have to be here because they have to ask everybody else, you know, when it's above them, you know, whether it's a really in-depth engine or cam or timing question, you know, then then they go and find somebody else. And that means that customers get answers faster. Technically, they could do their jobs from home efficiently, but... It's not the but same. It, no. no, it is not the same. And, and there's also like, uh, you know, ZZP mm-hmm. has a, I would say a way higher than average um, intelligence than other companies. And uh, it's just in our different ways of thinking. Like we have a ton of creative minds here, a ton. Mm-hmm. Like you'll have me that is not an engineer. You know, Al might understand how you manufacture this part that I'm me, I'm dreaming of. And I'm like, well, I know what I want to happen. Mm -hmm. And this is my theory. And then I'll go to like, let's say L and I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm dreaming up. And he'll be like, ah, you can't machine it like that because you can't do this or that, but you could do it this way. And then that's exactly what I was saying though, is like, just as you sit here, it was a perfect representation <laughs> of you're like explaining with your hands. Like, yeah. You you're do not going to do lot. that and there via are, email. There or... have been many times where you come find me and start talking about something that, you know, you thought of it in a way that I hadn't yet or a way that, you know, my brain doesn't, just doesn't work that way. And then you can run into me. We throw the idea back and forth and then have something we can work on. Whereas that process would be completely screwed up if it was email or phone or, yeah. or something like that. I mean, I don't think any of us like talking on the phone. No, I hate it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't think anyone does anymore. But nearly all of us love talking to each other on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. So, like, they just won't work remotely. It, it is funny, too, because if we have to call one another while we're at work, those conversations on the phone are, I mean, seconds. It's just as soon as <laughs> yeah. you can get off the phone, you're gone. Yeah. But then you might stand at somebody's desk for 10 minutes talking about whatever you're thinking of. First first is uh, you answer and you're like, why are you calling me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you need? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Who died? Why are, are you stuck? Do you have your foot stuck in the train track? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's, they fell in the well? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Dylan, are you talking about a... Uh, well, it really either HHR, the SS or the base model. Uh, they're not very strong transmissions. And <laughs> the, the base answer is not enough. Yeah. So what was the car rated at factory? 50 less than that is what it can hold. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like <laughs> I mean, pretty much in either the auto mm-hmm. or the manual uh, F35 isn't great. 45 isn't great. So F40 swap it. Um, so I heard that uh, the HHR got an F23 at some point. Uh, yeah, the base model ones. Yeah, um, that has a 414 gear ratio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know. You, know. <laughs> you need, need yourself one of those base, for the base, base model. model. might need a. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my third gear has this little bit of chunk to it. Like, you know, just randomly, it just kind of chunks going into it. So I'm like, hmm, I'm going to need a tranny soon. I was like, if I go do this 445 swap, like, I still have this third gear issue I have to deal with. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the HHR has a 414, if I recall. Mine's like a 387 or something, I think. Uh, I'm like, that's a little better. You know, and And, uh, the HHR kept kept the uh, ultra high fifth gear, too, which is nice. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Because those babies, man, like that fifth gear ratio, woo! (laughs) (laughs) It's a tall gear. And there's lots of HHRs at the yard, so. Uh, Wave track and Quafe LSD for my F40. Uh, They're the same style, right? Yeah, they're like 
damn dang near two grand. Well, we but, uh, sell Quape, and we don't <laughs> sell Wave Track, so get a Quape. <laughs> there you go. Ta-da. That's easy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I need, a, I need a better tranny for the base model because that's going to be an issue. Um, because that thing is slow. Like, really, really slow. <laughs> it is so disappointing driving realistically any of my other cars and then getting back in the base model and I'm like, yeah, this is it. Although I've been driving the ELR and I'm going to yeah. go back to the base model and be like, oh, okay. That's oh, so, cool. fast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hanging the clover leaf in the base model, right? On the <clears throat> snow tires. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm playing with the gas like the back one would start to come out so i'd give it a little throttle and then all of a sudden it would start to understeer so i'd back <laughs> off the throttle and i'm just like playing with my foot on just mashing through this clover leaf because it's raining yesterday yep. and it's like 36 degrees so the road's <laughs> nice and slick Very i'm safe. just mashing i'm in like third or i'm in fourth gear at like 55 or 60 right and it seems like the rpm is okay uh-huh. and then i'm coming up to traffic and this guy must have like he must have saw me coming around the corner so he like kind of punched it to merge onto the highway and i'm just like sweet perfect timing so i just mash the car when i finally get straight enough to like walk it out into the lane and uh he pulled away from me still (laughs) your car didn't go any faster did it it just made a different noise (laughs) it did not go any faster at all like oh my goodness like you cannot be a gear too high in that thing ever (laughs) nope (laughs) what was it a minivan it was a truck. Honda Odyssey. It was a yeah. darn full-size, like, I don't know, LS Chevy truck. Like, uh. Ooh, uh, Noah has a question for Tim. Any plans for the ATSV this year? Um, yeah, I have to run nines in it, like, on the stock turbos. So that's my plan, for sure. And refresh them. What did you do before? Are you going to have a breakdown back, when we back start in pulling parts out of it? Um. No, I mean, we'll just we'll have to tape some stuff off when we're pulling it out. But I want to see how like how far I can go in the same trim of my old car. Uh, the car ran 10.3 at 136, but my 60 foot was horrendous. It was like a 156, if I recall. And that Must was nearly nice. five years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. Which is wild to think about. Which well, is still the fastest manual. It is. Still the fastest manual. So this car has a new, and that was clutch limited. Um, So I have a fancy clutch in it that I took to the track one single time at full weight when it was like 90 some degrees. And I ran like 10 sixes with, I think, three or four passes just because of how busy the event was. And every single pass was a bog, which is cool. It's a cool problem to have because, um, you know, that means that this clutch holds yeah mm-hmm. so um i've got to figure it out i think we're i think we're gonna have to put a watt box on the car or something to, to like try to boost to well yeah. to regulate rpm like uh. to keep the rpm at a consistent rate because before i just floored it and just dumped the clutch uh-huh. and um now i can't really do that anymore because the clutch <laughs> doesn't slip at all so it just uh. bogs so maybe build a little boost on the watt box slash like you know launch it like six grand or sixty five hundred i'm assuming mm-hmm but um, I want to try to do it the same with the weight, same weight saving. So like pull the passenger seat, pull the rear seat, um, run the car low on fuel. Um, the, not really much else. All the easy stuff that anybody can do. Yeah, nothing, I am nothing not wild. I'm not 30 minutes of track prep. I'm not Swiss cheese in my $50,000 car like these D bags <laughs> with these ATSVs do. So I'll, you know, we'll get I want to get a nine out of it with the stock turbos. Mm-hmm. 
without like removing all of the interior, like every plastic component you see. And then uh, we'll go from there. Maybe put the Zonas back on. Yeah. Um, but I like once once it runs 990 or, or faster on the stock turbos, then I'm going to be like, all right, Zona time. <laughs> Let's put the Zonas back on and, you know, probably 15 inch wheels in the back and yeah, really go Big for tire. it. Because I've always had a dream since I was a kid to have a single digit manual tranny car. That's it, it is cool. And this one is going to pull it. So with the Zonas, my goal would be hang front tires <laughs> into second gear. Mm, no, that'd be cool. <clears throat> that needs to happen. No pop a wheelie. I don't want to pop a wheelie. I want a power wheelie into second gear. Okay, okay, okay. So I think the Zonas can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, we, we know they can make power. Yeah, it already made 814 and spools faster than stock. So that, that's wild, too. You know, it, Put that back in there. I'll have to do the math on uh, 10.3 at 600 wheel versus, you know, what what it, what would it run in theory at, at 800, 800 wheels? Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, two credits for LSJ. Uh, quick recap. I kind of laid out the Honey Badger plans the last podcast we did. Uh, short version is this will be the last season that I push that car. Um, there aren't going to be any wild changes. I just got to clean up some things from the end of last season that I still haven't got around to and, and get it back on the dyno and like down. make it able to give rides. Nah, I'm not putting the passenger seat in it. You <laughs> it's too, it's too much. <laughs> it's <on>. too much. <clears throat> There's even a seat right behind you over there. You know, I thought about putting a seat in the <laughs> middle of the back because one would fit there, and there's still Perfect. a lot of cage around it. And then you, you don't go. have to move anything. Yeah. yeah. Like Maybe. We'll see. Giant we'll ratchet strap tank. one in just to give Tim a ride. We got some milk crates, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tristan, did you did you get the valve cover off and confirm that? I'm so curious to hear what happened. Tristan Smith, he has, he has a uh, Gen 2 uh, Sonic, and he thinks he dropped a lifter. Hmm. He thinks he he thinks he lost one. His car's always been kind of a weird one. It gets a lot of KR and it's never really seemed to perform that great. And he put a V3 on it. And it didn't seem to fix it because oh. I was hoping it was a back pressure issue. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he, you know, he, he came to the conclusion that he's like missing half a valve yeah. flow in one cylinder. Half so I'm just curious to see what happened there. Uh, chosen child from a dig honey badger versus snowball would definitely be honey badger because it has an actual tire on it. <laughs> There's that <laughs> honey badger versus ATSV on the street. I'm in. Ooh, Al's got a pretty fancy uh, launch control too. Yeah, that's right, true. You can pick the start speed. I'll pick the stop speed. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that I mean, M40 you got in there. Um, you know that my ATSV is geared forever. You know what my car does in fourth? My car is engineered to go 170. <laughs> my fourth gear will go 215. But your tires won't stay on your the ground. Car won't, yeah, <laughs> your, your car won't. Your back, yeah, end, will. your back end will pass the front end <laughs> at 215. Nah, it'll be fine. I'll hang the damn laundry on you. <laughs> There is not a road that. No, I'm not gonna. No, you're not gonna die on my watch. No. Like I would go 170 in my car without a problem. I mean, I did it in I've Steve's done... car already. So. Oh yeah. I which would. one? Which <laughs> one? I've so, never well, done anything close to that. Yeah, but any. Though the, an I've ATS... gone 160 in a Cobalt and in an ATSV, and uh, one it... of them I was laughing, the other one I was like 
get me the f out of this <laughs> poo in your pants yes yeah an atsv you're going 100 and you're just that's second gear. Cruising. Oh wow, Tim read the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The F40s are rated for more power than you're probably gonna make. I haven't broken one yet, and all I run is stock Frankenstein parts. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, cool. Matt did the math. 940 at 800 wheel horsepower in my V, based on my old numbers. That's fast. <laughs> Yeah, that's moving. And that's, that's cool, quick. too, because my 60-foot was crappy on the 10-3. So, mm-hmm. like, that, I don't know. It would probably be better. I think we found the limit of the stock clutch there. My 10-60, whatever, and Tim's 10-30 was exactly the same to the third decimal point on our stick shift cars. And then we both burned our clutch up, like, runs later. Yeah. Oh, like, one uh, five yeah, six five is, like, that. what they do. Yeah. Yeah, you, you run your... I got three runs, three or four runs in the 10s out of my clutch, and then it was just... Yep. yells at you every time <laughs> you get one really fast pass out of your clutch and then it's done it's, it's then it'll never do it again it's weird too because you guys don't use like the fancy launch control no it didn't work yeah I, I made that mistake the whole first year i had that car uh when the atsvs were just getting started and i made the mistake of trying to use the fancy launch control and then tim went out and beat the crap out of my best time and he's like dude just floor it and one 1,000 off the clutch mm-hmm. and did that and went like 1090 something my first try. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. I've been stuck at like 1120s for like a year. And then went 1090, 1069, I think, and then 1065 twice. And then my clutch was gone. Exit stage left. <laughs> 130 in a 3800 Firebird. See, he knows what danger is. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see the Donut Media video where they jumped a Firebird into no. it? They, <laughs> so they, uh, they wanted to jump a car over a football field length of buses. And okay. so they were going to do it with a regular <clears throat> car, and then they were going to do it with a jet-powered car. <laughs> and so they found two identical F-body Camaros with 3800s in them, and they rigged up like a fancy control system, and they... <laughs> just watching the end is funny. So they, like, remote-controlled yeah, drive them? Yeah, Okay. And the the regular Camaro jumped like three buses, and then the jet powered one actually went seven buses. They they took uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but there's this guy and he puts <clears throat> little jet engines on everything. He puts them on like a scooter and a go kart, and that's just like what he does is he put jet engines on things. And you can buy these; they're about this big. And so uh, they strapped seven to seven of them to the back of the. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty neat watch, but that that just reminded me of the thirty eight hundred Firebird. I'll have to look that up. One fifty three in an Ihan slight downhill, and so. Uh, yeah, I think my record, uh, the fastest I've been, is in Steve's Camaro. I think it was, uh, I think it was like one hundred and seventy. Like 167 or 170, whatever the, uh, was it the 5 to 6 or the 6 to 7 shift? 6 7, I think. 6 7 there. shift? Yeah. yeah that's... Mathematically, of course, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. moving because they, that through the quarter, it's in what, fifth? Something like that. I don't know. I know Mayo's Camaro is in fifth yeah. through the traps. So <clears throat> 6 7 is, ooh. That's up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wonder 130 and a 3800 Firebird. Like, was that on the 16 inch wheels they come with in like <laughs> probably 80 sidewall si- series tires they come with? <laughs> Just moving uh, bone all stock, over the place. Bone stock on 87, bro. Oh my gosh. So scary back in the like early 90s and 80s when they loved their 70 series sidewall tires. Oh, yeah. Truck tires on your Camaro. I mean, early W bodies, what, 65 series tires yeah. on those? Ooh. Yeah. You know, it just dawned on me that the, the fastest, I think I'm the only person on this podcast that the fastest I've gone was on a closed course in a sanctioned race. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't. I've never. I was never really big into well, street racing you know, because all my you too probably after slow. driving the Sonic. Yeah, well, Sonic or Camaro on the road course. Mm, yeah, but yeah, uh, like Sebastian said, uh, topping out a Saturn S series at one sixteen feels like life or death. Yeah, I topped out my ninety three Cavalier at one seventeen. There was a governor on it. <laughs> drove like eight miles riding the governor. Just ding 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 ding. <laughs> Wow, that was one of the dumbest things I've probably ever done. The uh, certain S cars that were limited, I think it was the auto ones, were limited to like 108 or something (laughs) like that. And of course, I was in my first car at 16 with like three buddies and we're driving down the highway in Flint. We're like, let's see if I can do it. (laughs) It took like three miles to get up to 100. (laughs) Why do we do such dumb things? I don't know. Because you know, it's like, fun. When yeah. you're young. When you're young. I mean, like, gosh. like It scares me about what the stuff my kids are going to do. Like, I, I look at what my kid does with his cobalt. Like, <laughs> yep. he's got a cobalt, which is way faster than anything I owned at his age. And, like, the dumb stuff that he does. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I already did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a Starion. Mitsubishi Starion. Ooh, nice. And um, I topped it out at 140 or 145 on snow tires when i was like seven or 17 years old impressive and i look at that now and i'm like how did i not die Die, yeah (laughs) like my bmw i put snow tires on it and i hit 95 and i thought i was gonna lose control like (laughs) i I have no idea how i pulled that off it's where those 70 sidewalls come in (laughs) yeah (laughs) i soak up everything (laughs) (laughs) oh uh brad you know the car car meets are tough uh you know we had a lot of fun with the w body meet here a couple years ago and then the ecotech guys never show up to anything so you know the (laughs) most likely meet ish thing that i think we might try to do this year is actually organize and advertise and get a bunch of you guys to come support us at streetcar takeover this year that would be awesome or or any you know if we go to cletus or yeah, and, and just find an event that we're going to go to and then just plan on trying to get a bunch of people to, together there. Because I mean, if you guys can prove to us that you're actually going to show up to things, it's not impossible that we'll do a, a big meet here again. But mm-hmm. as of now, there's no plan on doing it because the customer base is sh- – and I'm sure it just has to do with the way things have changed over time. Like, you know, you can talk to anyone any moment you want now, whereas like yeah. early 3,800 days, yeah. you had to go to a meet to go hang out with your friends and hear about the newest stuff. Yep. But, you know, if, if we can see that that's there, you know, maybe we could be talked into doing it again. It's weird, like, as the times change, but like the 3,800 guys will still get together in just massive crowds. Well, yeah, because you know, they're but, all 50 years old. Yeah, now. I, I, where I, they love, all came, yeah. I came from old meets. internet where there wasn't videos. There wasn't I, I, YouTube or, you know, like 
You it, well, when you're 50, you, you can actually afford to take vacation time. Also and that. Stuff. Also like, that. You're not wrong. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think the younger generations um, don't seem to hold jobs as long as uh, the uh, older yeah. ones. And then that kind of has an yeah. effect on their vacation time. Yeah. So However, the, sense. the average I, young generation When I was a really not. young car guy, I went to events every weekend. Huge oh, car shows. I was, like, that was, I was all over the place. You too. I mean, that's how we started yep. with the Grand Prix and stuff. We always went to every race event and every weekend get together and do you guys remember exceed speed yeah yeah the michigan car forum i went to a bunch of the barbecues over on the east side hmm. met a bunch of cool dudes yeah that was a good one that was I a, really a, like a that. pretty solid like multi not i want i don't want to say generational but all sorts of different platforms and everybody yeah. you know there's civic people and vw people and uh for the most part got got along pretty good yeah but yeah car meets uh I unfortunately kind of died. Adam Project, earlier you asked a question that I was going to answer and I forgot and I have no idea what it was. Well, so if it was something important, ask again. <laughs> I'll just say yes. Yeah, probably. Just smile and say yes. Was it the 100 shot comment? Because that's <laughs> going to be a yes. <clears throat> I didn't see that, but that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we were talking about, Bailey, too. 100 uh, shot straight out of the hole. Oh, max power, uh, 576. Yep. Almost, well, almost a six. That's the max recorded power. It made more than that. Oh, it made a considerable it, amount more than like that. four pounds of boost more than that. <laughs> yeah, that car's dumb, but it's fun. <laughs> what was the highest trap speed last year? Uh, oh man, you matched my ATSV. I think. I think so. One thirty-four. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the highest, the, our best ET was a little lower than that. Anyway, do do do. I'm gonna find Wonder it real quick. Wonder how fast we can go. One fifty. Sounds good. We're gonna need a different trans for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was ten nine at one thirty two, and I think we hit a one thirty four, one thirty five earlier that day. Yeah. Which is moving. That is absolutely moving in that little car. Well, stock they do what seventy eight through the quarter, I think. So yeah, <laughs> almost right. almost double. Yeah. That's not too bad. So so. I've had a number in my head for a while, but what do you guys think we'll get it down to this season? I think with what we're planning for the boost control, 10-5. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say 10-6. So. I think we can break a 10-5. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I think we're going to drop probably two or three tenths the first full clean pass you do which you, will be like six events in because you're gonna <laughs> blow four more transmissions you you were already over spinning the zona right yeah yeah we were on are you edge. planning on swapping the turbo i have a few thoughts one is just more nitrous okay okay but then there are some other turbo options we have sitting on the shelf that i don't want to see go to waste so I'm not going to put anything out there yet, but I have some ideas. You're not stealing my truck turbo, are you? Nah. Okay. Bigger. <laughs> bigger. And more. Bigger. Bigger, bigger, biggers. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, he asked what was the best one for. Yeah. Really, any of the first gen ones, because you're going to put rods and pistons in it anyway. So. Oh, yeah. We don't know what the, the Gen 2 block or LE2 block is going to hold yet. I expect it to be a lot less, but who knows? It could surprise us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably an eight or a six. Matt's right. 
So that's why we can't have split buildings. We have all these inside jokes. <laughs> On the cruise, is the placement of the e-brake going to be mod to hand? Ridiculous. Uh, rephrase your question. Not sure what you're asking. <laughs> I wish Zim was listening in on this so I could say an eight or a six is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> we would for sure need a standalone for eight. Tyler, if he, if he was in the that building. That car's got a floor. Uh, I believe there's a floor e-brake on that car. Oh, He's like, asking for a handbrake mm, conversion, I, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Just do a hydro. <laughs> I would like an extension handle for my e-brake button on my ATSV. It'll just stick on the button and just... Make a pull? No. no. Sorry. You're gonna That's go, not how those work. You're going to go drifting now? <laughs> drifting your $50,000 car? Drift, I want, you know what? No. I don't want a lever on my button. I want like a, a momentary switch e-brake button. So I can just like just, just lock and push, lock. push the button. And that it just would locks actually be pretty cool. That would be cool. <laughs> just put a line lock on it. You know? No big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> Drill some holes into a Saturn 1.9. I ate and run nitrous and fuel to it. Yeah, now we're only moving forward right now. We need to make Steve's car run like 12s and 11s. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> and then 11s. Awfully what they, ambitious. What did they <clears throat> run stock? Let's see. Was it any quicker yeah, than the first gens? That would be cool to actually see, breath. see those into like 12s and daily driver status. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Not really. Man, remember remember that day when I was like, "Hey, uh, hey, Steve, this uh, this LTZ Sonic sure would be fun if it ran if it made like 250 wheel horsepower." Was that when we were <laughs> trying to kill ourselves in the tunnel in Chicago? Theoretically, yeah. <laughs> in this 100 percent stock Sonic, and we were going like 95, and both of us were white knuckle in it, oh floored for like three miles Gosh, straight in this tunnel, imagine. trying to keep stock. up with a bunch of. Trying to keep up with Ryan Derrick and his like 500 horsepower Cobalt <laughs> at the time, yeah. Stock tires, stock suspension. Oh my god! I think we just got the car and we just took it down because we had to get to Chicago for the weekend. And we're like, oh, let's take the Sonic down. And then we get stuck with all these guys that are going out street racing, and we're <laughs> following them in this like Wait for 100 me, guys. horsepower car. Me. Exactly. Uh, 2018 <clears throat> Chevy Cruze quarter mile is 16.4 at 87. That oh. is faster than my 2.5 ATS went with mods. Really? That went, I think, 16.9, I think, with oh. uh, flex fuel, exhaust, and intake. That's bad. I brought in the time slip after that, and I was like, hey, Zoom, look how fast my ATS went. He said, sell it. Like, and he wasn't kidding. And, and was, then we did. And then we did immediately. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, 17 seconds. My base model's faster than that. I'm surprised it went 87. I don't yeah, know. Are you got real good time? Are you bro? sure our yeah. base models can run that? <laughs> like, I, I did. I would think we do have to race one of these. <laughs> we days. do. We definitely have to. I'll race. play chase car in the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> don't run us over. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, you guys, is the ST4 and turbo too much for a street build for Firebird? Um, I no. What's too much? The ST4s are pretty. I like that cam actually. It okay. doesn't idle as aggressively as the ST5. It's about one less. 
Yeah. Coming <laughs> one from la- yes, exactly. One less than the S&P one less five. chop. <laughs> Coming from the tuner of the thirty eight hundreds. Okay, an ST four. Um, that, that you know what the ST four is fairly good. Yeah. You can keep a narrow band with the ST four. So yeah, that that's uh that would be a good daily driver. I used and to always SD5, recommend the ST four. The ST five just has way too much yeah. overlap and it just yeah. It's too the much. ST5. You pretty much have to disconnect the O2 sensor and like, like oh, open really? loop tune it. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, uh, unless you put like maybe a wide band that has a narrow band output and then tie that into the signal wire, maybe. But uh, <laughs> old school style. Yeah. yeah. And Matt says ST4 idles better than ST2. Yeah, um, that's what Bo's putting in his Regal ST2 because uh, mm. it's the coolest sounding cam. So. Oh, okay. I thought I mean, NIC was well. Turbo for turbo. turbo. Oh yeah, I don't think you'd want to um, turbo an NIC cam. Probably <laughs> every not. cam's a turbo cam, Tim. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not an NIC. <laughs> they don't like that overlap. It'll be fine. Probably a bit much. Was there an obvious reason my high mileage LNF falls on its face every shift? Um, what scan? Yeah, yeah. get get HB some sort tuners. of data. Yeah, borrow or buy HP tuners and send us a log. Yeah, and we've beaten this dead horse many times, but HP Tuners is probably the best investment you can make on any mod car. 400 bucks, you're good to go. You can diagnose stuff, you can clear codes, you can tune, I mean, all sorts of stuff. The cool part with an HP Tuner, um, they're opening up to a lot more platforms now, so you can keep it for your next car. That too. Or, I mean, even... GM is kind of their big deal, and most people are kind of tend to be brand loyalists. So. For, for the most part, um, yeah. Absolutely, an HP tuner is a good investment. I mean, it's going to work on your car, your mom's car, your girlfriend's car, and your next car. Like, just if just you want to be that guy, you can be the, oh, yeah, just bring it over. I'll scan it real quick. And then, yeah, you can look like you're the savior. You of look the day. like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all you have to do is have a general understanding of scanning and know what to look for. See, Tim, Matt says the ST2 is similar LSA to an NIC. Ooh, all right. Well, Bo might have a project then. <laughs> oh, he's going to. Let's turn the idle up a little bit. It'll be fine. Yeah. Good yeah. But then it doesn't said. sound good. No, you got to you gotta keep it as low as possible <clears throat> so you get that He has chop. a different converter in that, right? Bo? Yeah. 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 He's got like a 3000 stall with the 292 gears. So oh, okay. It'll work good. Until it doesn't. Well, I, I only thought of that <laughs> until 1465. <laughs> until like a, I saw, a, I don't know, Instagram reel or something of a dude in a, <clears throat> a stock converter vet with a nasty cam sitting at a stoplight. And just <laughs> goes, <laughs> has to pop it into neutral. That's um, immediately what I put My Camaro, when we first yeah. put the cam in. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was rough. Like, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard the first time I took the car out. Just jerking so bad. Yeah. Or putting a big cam in a truck. Yeah. Mm. Trucks have like such a tight converter for towing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's rough. (laughs) Because every truck guy wants to put a cam in it, but they refuse to put a freaking converter in it. Like, I'm sorry. They're just dogs on the bottom. They're hand in hand. Yeah. You have a truck with these tall gears. I mean, you shift the thing at like six grand and it still drops to like 3,800 RPM because you're tight converter and your tall gears. Like if you put it, if you put a cam in your truck, you have to put a converter in it Mm -hmm. or you're going to be sad. Yeah. Unless you're not going to be any faster than a stock truck, really. (laughs) 
you just get take off and the stock truck's gonna like leave you two cars ahead yep. like, instantly oh man how, how like, stall works well stall isn't really a thing it's just describing the rpm where the converter can no longer or will no longer allow the engine to rev any higher it's the kind of the limit of the speed difference between your crankshaft and your input shaft of the transmission I kind of like to look at it like two fan blades. You got one mm-hmm. fan that's being spun by an electric motor. And then you just take a second fan blade and just like push it up against that fan blade. What happens? It starts to spin. Mm-hmm. And if you spin that fan faster then if, you know, in theory, you're revving your engine faster then that second fan gets moves even faster. Well, mm-hmm. imagine that at many multiple times the speed that's kind of how a torque converter works yeah and then mm-hmm. adjusting your st- stall speed would just be adjusting how efficiently those two fan blades are working yes. with each other yep yep i mean that is such a simple way of talking that is about a, it a lot simpler but um it. it is just fans in there kind of yeah i mean i mean fancy fans but yeah they are fancy <laughs> and there's a lot of engineering involved in them yeah i when we were working on the converters for the one four i was I, I had never known anything about torque converters, and I spent like two days just looking through stuff, and I still only have a basis. No, you just understanding know parts and names now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The yep. Same now I know I there's am. a stator and a bunch of other stuff. Fluid goes in, <laughs> magic happens. Some, somewhere there's a sprag, but then I've seen some that are spragless. I'm like, okay, that, <laughs> All right. that's not necessary. Uh, Martin, a remote tune on any car is absolutely the best way to go. We can see how your car is performing how your fuel is, how you drive. Um, but I will say Matt's LNF PCM 1.0 files are flawless. They're they're great. See, um, yep, the LNF tunes are great because they're a closed-loop car. Yeah. You know, they can they have a desired air-fuel ratio at full throttle, and they actually look at it and, and, and achieve it with trims. Um, pretty much no other cars besides like late model ATS two liters have that in, including the ATS V uh, <laughs> amazing engine. And they did not go close just, loop at I full throttle. Stuck narrow bands in it. They, yeah. they did it on the two liter ATS 16 plus, <laughs> but not on the freaking ATS V. But anyway, um, what's cool about remote tunes. Like we have tunes that will work for, I don't know, let's say nine, nine cars out of 10. So we'll, you'll be like, Hey, I've got this LSJ that I bought your stage three kit and I put it all on and I need a tune, whatever. We send you a a PCM and it'll work for nine cars out of 10. But what if you're that one out of 10? Yeah. We, that's why remote tunes are amazing because if you're that one out of 10, we'll be able to tell you like in this case, like, you know, Tyler or I'll be like, um, you have a problem with this, fix this. Mm-hmm. And then you fix mm-hmm. that and then boom, now it works. But I've seen stuff like, I think LSJs are the only one, but I've seen them like the maths just read like 30% different than every other one. Well, that, uh, we just had a customer's car leave and he had a 171 code. It was on a 1.0 flash that we've put out many, many times. And like you said, works nine times out of 10. He had a 171 code. We diagnosed the car, could not find a single leak. And so we just tweaked it in and it was good to go. So, yeah. you know, whether it's a combination of different things, of age, of miles, of, you know, who knows. But yep. um, remote tuning is is definitely the better option. Yeah, the, the older your car is, too, the farther it's going to be worn and varied from stock. Yeah. So yeah. you may have an issue that you don't even know is there. And it may not even be an issue when you're at a stock power level. 
but when you turn things up it's really nice to have hp tuners and you may have a fuel flow limitation that is isn't a problem for a stock car you could drive it another hundred thousand and not have an issue but then you turn it up and now you don't have enough fuel and that's yeah. that's something that I see on LSJs, especially as they've thir- gotten older. Oh, yeah, 3,800 cars. Because the, the PCMs, most of them don't <clears throat> see the fuel pressure. So if your fuel pump is starting to go bad or if your fuel filter's clogged up, your car's going to run lean at full throttle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not the tune's fault. That's a lack of maintenance fault. And what's what's cool is like a scan will see that. Let's say yeah, we'll see that immediately. Let's say you punch it and your O2 just drops to like double digits. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, you look at the scan, the math looks right, the injector duty cycle, mil- looks the right. injector yeah. duty cycle all looks right. Like we, we've seen hundreds, if not, you know, well, actually like thousands, thousands. <laughs> and tens of thousands when it comes to the 3800. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we know what these numbers should be. We know where this math should be roughly if you're running a whatever, three, four pulley and Blah, blah, blah. We know what your injector duty cycle right, should we be. We can look at it and be like, the PCM is trying to give yes. you the right amount of fuel. It's but there's not just no there. fuel there. Yeah. And then we'll be like, hey, put a mechanical fuel pressure gauge on it. And then they'll, you'll do that. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's 20 it's, PSI. It, why? <laughs> yeah, it's 45 when I'm driving around. But when I punch it, it goes to 60 and then drops to 20. You yeah. know? And yep. then you're like, oh, well, there's your problem. Yeah. You know, and, and remote tuning allows us to see that because... I couldn't even imagine like trying to make a car go fast. Like I, I just look, I look back at my young kid life of modding cars and I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, like I did this without HP tuners. Oh like, yeah. Chip tunes. How the hell and, did I do this? Oh, yeah, all that Chip stuff. tunes, literally. Like I yeah. am that old. Yeah. Like I have socketed ECMs <laughs> and gotten different EEPROM <clears throat> chips for them. Not a fan of Royal Purple, but I haven't had any bad experiences. Yeah. Uh, remote Dino tunes. I wanted to grab that real quick the jpl asked because it's a question that i get fairly often it's not something that's practical to actually do uh no the way the tuning remote tuning process works and the reason we do it is because it's convenient for both us and the customer and we can send you a file you flash it when you have time you go get a log when you have time to and you send it back to us and then we send you an update in a reasonable amount of time we don't set off chunks of time to lock into a single car on a dyno remote somewhere else in the country uh, that would even if we were to do something like that we would have to charge such an insane yeah. amount of money that no one would want to do it because it's not just the time that we have to spend on on that car it's the time it takes us away from all the other things that we could be multitasking on and, how many, and uh, add and how add many to Al remote real quick. tunes do you think you're doing at any given time like when you get here in the morning you're what send dozens out in the morning of yeah, rev ones and then waiting for and dozens of people more to reply and <laughs> um <clears throat> to add to what al was saying about remote dyno tuning um i honestly ooh, i think i'm i think i'm gonna get beat up here but <laughs> i don't like dynos for tuning i just don't um i don't think they simulate near enough of what the car really does on the street you can you can have the dyno simulate load um, you cannot have the dyno simulate airflow a hundred miles an hour of air flowing across the front of your car. Yeah, that's true. Um, and no matter how well you think it's loading properly, cars still shift different on the dyno. 
Like especially you, with the newer torque based stuff. Yeah, yeah, you you can like I hate tuning high horsepower ATSVs on the dyno. Between spinning the tires and the dyno just not loading the car right, like you can't do that when it, when the ECM is looking for a torque value. Mm-hmm. So like what I do, JPL, is I I like I do like ninety percent of my tuning on the street. And then I just go to the dyno to like wrap it up, mm-hmm. you know, like for, let's say uh, a horsepower figure or, or if you're doing something like cam timing, like if you're playing with cam timing, yeah. you're not going to do that on the street. Well, no, um, you know, to determine the optimal timing for the, you know, um, ignition timing, like obviously you have to do that on the dyno, but, um, but yeah, 90% of tuning is done on the street. And then you just like wrap it up with a couple pulls. Mm-hmm. Like what power do I make? And then every freaking dyno is way different from the the next. Yeah. yeah. So you can make you could make 500 wheel on one dyno and 400 wheel on another easily. And then you can go to freaking Indian or Ohio and uh, to what Dyno Tune Motorsports and your 500 wheel horsepower car will make 600. Yeah. <laughs> like you know some some dynos are just really stupid happy. Yep. So yeah, I, I prefer street tuning far. Oh, wow, we're five after already. Yep. I got to meet the parents. So, well, not meet the parents, meet my parents at my house. So I got to split. What are you guys doing this weekend? Painting. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. Can't wait. I don't have any big plans, actually. Cool. You want to come over and paint? No. no, (laughs) I think that's even worse than moving. Yeah. I got nothing exciting. All right. Well, Well, you can come over and paint. I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wife just texted me. We're booked. (laughs) Okay. With that, we're out. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good weekend, guys. Yep. Have a good weekend.